do-it-yourself piercings, do-it-yourself unpiercings, and Billy Zane at his Billy Zaniest. We're talking about The Roommate, and it was horrifying. So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And this week we're talking about The Roommate. But before we dive into that, we like to start we like to start off with something good before we get to the bad. Yes. So Tim something good. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first because I did not come prepared, so I'm gonna need a second to think about it. <laughs> Well, I came very prepared, as in I watched this something good this morning um, <laughs> with our daughter. Um, I watched the Lego movie, too. And I mean, it's a sequel. It was cute. It wasn't as cute as the original Lego movie. Did it have a good song like the first one did? It did. I mean, it also had the same song again, but... Oh, well, can't go wrong there, I guess. <laughs> right. But no, at the end, the thing that I really liked about it was that at the end, they took the Everything is Awesome song, and they were like, like I can't remember exactly how it goes now, but basically, everything's not always awesome that, you know... <laughs> Sometimes th- things some- aren't awesome. Right. Well, of like, you know, I think it was like, Everything's not awesome. Everything can't be awesome all of the time. Something like that. And it was, but it was cool that it was, you know, it was saying that there are times that things get a little harder and things get rough. But if we kind of work together and come together, that we can still get through it and get to the awesome times, back to the awesome times. And then, you know, It'll get awesome again, and then it gets hard again, you know. And I was like, that's a, you know, I think a good... Especially poignant in today's climate. Right. Yes, but also in every, I mean, all the time, but... um, Yeah, definitely a good lesson for any day. Right, you know, and just thinking about the culture of toxic positivity and sticking your head in the sand and being like, no, everything's great all the time of that. That's what it means to be a positive, optimistic person. And it's like... No, you can, being optimistic or positive can also just be being like, I know things suck right now, but they will get better. But it doesn't mean to be like, no, everything sucks. Um, Everything doesn't suck right now, you know? Right. People are dying. Everyone's stuck in their homes. There are people who are losing their jobs and home, like being like, no, but this is a chance for some real personal growth of like, no, that's toxic positivity bullshit. <laughs> get away from me with that. Lego movie is tackling some big issues. <laughs> <laughs> they went deep. Yeah. Um, I was surprised too. <laughs> yeah. Especially when um part of this toxic positivity culture speech was coming from one of the little little uh Lego raptors that they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. But anyway, that was something good. What about you? Um I still don't know. I haven't been watching a lot this week. We've just been busy with so much stuff. Community is back on Netflix. That's always good. I was happy to see that, I guess. So that can be mine. Okay. It's okay. Nothing new and good, but something right. good that I've seen a bunch and I'm happy to have easy access to again, I guess. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm always in need of good 
shows like that with a lot of episodes that I can always just kind of come home and put on as like comfort food television. Right. I can only rewatch The Office so many times. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it because we do rewatch it at least like four or five times a year. But <laughs> One of these years it'll get old. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. So speaking of things that get old, mm-hmm. this movie got old fast. Yeah. It was old before it even came out. I mean, and it came out in, what, 1992 when it was called Single White Female. (laughs) I don't know why they didn't just try to do like a proper remake, you know, instead of calling it something else. I'm glad that they kept that movie's name out of its mouth because Single White Female was good. That's true. Like, that was a good movie. So, the synopsis for this movie is... When college freshman Sarah arrives on campus for the first time, she befriends her roommate Rebecca, unaware that the girl is becoming dangerously obsessed with her. So, yeah, there you have that. (laughs) And it takes like an hour and a half for that plot to become evident. Oh, this movie is all wind up. Right. Very little pitch. (laughs) It's like the last maybe 10 minutes of the movie actually has something going on of the like, Oh, okay. So, yeah, she's freakishly obsessed with her, and now something's going to happen because of it. But the first, like, hour and a half, just nothing's happening, really. Yeah. Although, I will say, I did, well, I'll say, I got excited, but then was quickly let down once the movie began. But I got excited in the credits when I saw Billy Zane was in this, because... Going into it, I did not realize the great Billy Zane was going to make an appearance. Um. No, no lie. We don't look at each other's notes or anything. The first note on my page, Billy Zane is in this? I'm on board. <laughs> so, Soulmates, baby. Yeah, there you go. I, I wrote Billy Zane, question mark. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically the exact same thing. That's amazing. <laughs> Soulmates, baby. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm a full on Zaniac. <laughs> I mean, I loved him in Titanic. <laughs> Hashtag Billy Zane did nothing wrong. <laughs> okay, well, let's not. <laughs> I lost her there. <laughs> yeah, you completely lost me there. We were bonding for a second, and then she was like, wait a minute, you like him for the wrong reasons. Absolutely did something wrong. He was good in it, but he did so. He was awful. But little weird thing, this uh, small, th- a lot of people don't know, this movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei, Only You. This, like, funny movie. She runs off to Italy to... Yes, yeah. Okay. I actually caught that very recently on TV. Oh, really? I I used to love that movie. I watched it, like, a million times um, growing up. And uh, that is the Billy Zane I liked more. <laughs> he is in that. <laughs> you like him better with hair. Well, he has hair for a little bit, and then it gets ripped off, and they're like, it's a wig, and, you know, it's a whole big thing. It was Billy Zane the whole time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, uh, initial thoughts on the roommate, besides psyched for, you know, Zane. (laughs) Psyched for Zane, and then quickly let down by the rest of the movie. Yeah. So I wanted to take a minute right off the bat because it starts right off the bat. There is so much licensed like needle drop music in this movie. I just the the first second of the movie and it doesn't really stop the entire it's just so many songs that like 
They yes. had no score to speak of. It was just, and so I looked during the credits. Um, oh, that's what you were doing. The, okay. Yes, the movie <laughs> is 90 minutes long. There were 22 songs used, uh, wow. which works out to one song every four minutes. They were playing a different song in this movie. And wow. I don't know. I just, I noticed it really early on and started keeping count. And then I, at the end, I was like, I got to get the official tally. Of but, how many? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's, I didn't, I mean, I remember feeling, I remember at some point in the movie being like, oh, here's another song that sounds very early 2000s, but I've never heard. I'm like, yeah, well, and I think one of the reasons I started paying attention to it is because there was one or two that I recognized mm. from somewhere and was like, oh, I know that song, I think. And then started noticing like, yeah, these, there's a lot, a lot of music in this movie. Yeah, that's funny. I did not recognize, I didn't feel like I recognized any of the music. It just all had a very early 2000s teenager feel of yes. every show and movie for teenagers <laughs> at that time. Basically, most of these songs sounded like the little band that her boyfriend was playing in at the party. Exactly. That's exactly what it was, yes. <laughs> right before they had the creepiest and worst, like, meet cute I've ever seen in a movie. It's so bad. Right. The like when he's like, We spiked the punch. That's probably yeah. why you're feeling weird. Well, so, She's like, Oh, I've had four of these. Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna do something to you. <laughs> right. Right. He <laughs> I'm was gonna get like, kicked out of this frat if I don't if take I, advantage of this drunk yes. girl. Okay, that was one of the things I was gonna say and point out is that there are so which to be fair, I don't think they were making a comment on how a lot of colleges are like that and college campuses. No, and stuff. because he ends up being the hero. So right. it's like, it was very much anything. just like, this is the way it is. And it's kind of true. That is the way it is. It just shouldn't be. But there were so many parts of just skeezy guidelines. Well, their, whole, their whole interaction when they started. So he's drumming at this party with his little band. And he's like staring her down from across the room, drumming like, boots, 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 <laughs> just like giving her the eyes. And so he tries to walk over to her and spills the beer into her. And she's like, ah, ah. And she starts to walk up. He's like, where are you going? <laughs> I was like, oh, who's this dick? And then that's like the love interest of right. the whole movie. I thought he was going to be the guy who she falls for but is like the bad guy who she's not supposed to be with right and that, that, but that, that they had a whole other dude for that right that had to die for that cause. and <laughs> so like and so i live. was i was thrown off by that because i definitely with how they met and were talking i was like mm, yeah he's i wrote in creeper. my thing as it was i was like this dude better get killed <laughs> in this slash nope <laughs> makes it i did however when Jason, the ex-boyfriend, called for the first time, and she's talking to her in front of Rebecca, or talking to him in front of Rebecca. Um, I wrote down, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to get killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely dying. Yeah. Well, and so they they introduce our antagonist, Rebecca, and I couldn't help but notice right off the bat that I believe that they just dyed her hair a little bit because she looks almost identical to the other girl. Like, I had a difficult time telling them apart, especially when they were, like, fighting and tangling and shit. Yeah. Like, Minka, whatever. Minka Kelly. Yes. And Leighton Meester. Yeah. I don't know. If that, is it Leighton or Leighton? Leighton, I think. Leighton? I, I don't know. I don't Meester. Know pronounce I'm just going to call her Meester because I like to say Meester Meester with her sister sister. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, as the cool kids do. <laughs> Make up goofy little rhymes for people's names. Obviously. That's what all the cool kids did in my high school. Weirdos were you hanging out with? <laughs> as soon as as soon as the new kid came to class, they're like, How many rhymes can you make up with that kid's name? <laughs> Better be at least six by lunch. <laughs> anyway, they apparently are friends in real life. And um, yeah, they look a lot alike. A it lot. It took and me a while. She dyes her hair darker. Yeah. Two thirds of the way through the movie, they look even more. And she gets the same tattoo. I mean, it becomes right. a plot point that right. So she th- uses they're that supposed to, to look her. alike. But right. Yeah. I was just like, oh man. This well, is and be I an never issue. watched Gossip Girl, so I. It's not like Leeton Meester or whatever was a face that I was just that yeah. used to. I mean, I'd seen her before, but like I wasn't that in tune with what her face looks but, like. So like it they was should have either like made her blonder or put her hair up always or make it shorter or something right. that's just immediately the thing that I ended up going to was one of them had a little tiny chin dimple. Oh. Um, Minka Kelly did and okay. I was like, okay, so that's okay. the good one. And then right. the, the evil one didn't have the little chin dimple. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, like, I mean, like um, going back to single white female, you know, Jodie Foster had the. Jodie Foster is not. That's not who it was. Bridget Fonda. That's who I was thinking of. That other actress whose last name starts with F. Bridget Fonda had the, you know, the short hair, and then Jennifer Jason Lee gets her hair all right, cut off to off. look like her, yes. and that's when she starts. She's like getting all creeped out by it and everything. Yeah, they should have had more dramatic differences. Instead, they looked very. I don't know. Just very generic. That, by the way, is the first in a too many items long list of things that this just straight ripped off from Single White Female. And yeah. I started compiling a list, and we'll get to that at some point, but it's a lot of stuff. Like, just straight plot points that they were like, we'll do that, but a little bit different. And then we'll do that, and but it'll be a cat instead of a dog or whatever. Right, but it was just, all of it was done so much worse. Like, now, to be fair, I haven't watched Single White Female since I was, like, in high school. Yeah, me either. But, but I really liked it. Apparently, I remember enough about it because as stuff was happening in this movie, yeah. I was like, oh, I definitely remember that happening in Single right. White Female. Right. And they just kept doing it. But worse. Yeah. Right. Well, because that was a really good movie. So yeah. much that it like lots of people would talk about it and everything. And, like, <laughs> I've never Jason heard anyone talk about me to this day. <laughs> If I saw her walking down the street, I would cross. Get away. (laughs) She's she's up to no good. Oh, my goodness. Well, I will say, though, like, and part of this is the actresses' ages that were uh, varying um, to try to nail down, like, but they were supposed to be college freshmen, right? Right. Yeah, this is supposed to be everybody's first year. Right. Okay. So that's what I thought. But they made it very confusing because, A, they didn't seem like college freshmen. They seemed... I mean, they all looked 26, yeah. Right. They seemed older. They spoke like they were older. And then there were some lines that they would say about the Rebecca girl that just... It was like... When they were weirded out that she just wanted to be called Rebecca. I thought that scene was really weird. I thought weird. that was she weird, too. Was like, like, we're going to call you Becky or Reba. Or, and she's like, my name's Rebecca. Which, That's fine. And okay. they're like, ugh. First, I'm sorry. Reba. Reba. (laughs) One person has gotten away with that being their nickname. (laughs) No one else. But like the um that was weird. But no, then there was if your name was Cheryl and you're like, I'm just gonna go by Cher. 
Right. It's a nickname that I came up with. It's like, no, it's not. It's not. Somebody else did that. But no, it was like there was another one where it was like, that girl has always weirded me out or whatever. And like, they just, I don't know, they kept making, there were lines and comments that it seemed, they seemed to make that seemed to allude to them have having been around more than, and having known each other for more yeah, than like, like her friend, a few weeks. The, I can't remember, Tammy or Tracy or something, the girl with the blonde curly hair that yeah. she attacks in the shower. Her and Sarah seem to have been friends previously. I guess they seem to have known each other before. I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, because they're moving in, so they're it's it's day one. It seems and they're like friendly they, with each other they, already. Well, and that was one of the many things that was but so odd. It sure sounded like she moved across the like there was you know because she said she was going to go to Brown, which right. I'm guessing she's you know from the East Coast somewhere and ended up at ULA. Yeah, they couldn't ULA. call it UCLA. <laughs> They wanted no part of that. No. I was like, no, sir. No. <laughs> so one of my notes that I had at some point was that the person who wrote this, at first I was thinking the person who wrote this doesn't understand teenage girls or young girls because there's a lot of stuff like when they go out drinking for the first time that it was like, okay, I was an 18 year old living in L.A. with my friends and going out and stuff like that. I feel like I have a pretty accurate. I mean. Around that time period, even. I mean, a little earlier, but not that much earlier. Like, <laughs> we're not old. But shut up. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what realistic is for that, what's realistic for that. And this writer didn't. But later I started to think maybe they just don't know people at all. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a, this was an AI simulation <laughs> that wrote this movie. <laughs> because there were a lot of odd interactions and things that I was like, I don't feel any normal human behavior. There are so many people in here that don't react like, okay, so the girl that she attacks in the shower, the other friend, she's just like, don't tell anybody about this or I'll kill you. And she's just like, okay. And doesn't tell anybody about it. Doesn't tell anyone about it. Doesn't go to the police. Nothing like like, anything. I'm pretty sure you could handle that in 18,000 other ways than just going and i'm sorry that seemed like a very long drawn out scene for her to just attack her and not be concealing her identity right like she seemed to know she's like i feel like she even said something like you know who this is or you know that what this is about or something like that so i think i think there's a couple reasons it was that one in particular was drawn out one is because it was a shower scene in a pg-13 movie where they can't show anything, so they're right. like, here's her side, <laughs> linger. Here's, like, just below her belly button, We but want you to think you're else. gonna get something, yeah. but you're not. And they had to show off the belly button piercing, because that became, you know, was that still Chekhov's a, belly like, button ring. Was that still such a big thing in 2011, though? Belly button piercings? I don't know. Early 2000s? Ev- Everybody. Like, every. I was going to say every people, girl. No, I knew a lot of guys even who had them. <laughs> Lots of people had them. I'm sure there's still people. We may have aged out of <laughs> when okay, it's been that's cool true. to, I to have a belly button I might be aging ourselves. So now we don't know anyone yeah, who still like, thinks it would be cool to go get college might still have them. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been checking the college bellies as much as I <laughs> used to. Okay, well. It struck me as odd because I was like, in 2011, what, I mean, although I guess, yeah, if that does make sense. Never mind. Yeah. 
the yeah, the script might have also been written at a time when belly button rings were a little more in vogue. When I went out to LA in two thousand five, <laughs> lots of people still well, had that them. Person's just been waiting to put in a scene where somebody rips one out. <laughs> yes, that's been their dream ever since they first learned about belly button rings. Yeah, was to do that. But no, so their first. The thing that first tipped me off, though, that this was written by a man was the, and it was, was the first night out when they were, the girls were going out drinking. The first night that they meet or whatever, and they're like, let's go out to the bar or the club. How will we get in? Oh, we're cute or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and first of all, you're in LA. It's not always going to work out like that. Yeah. Like there's lots of very pretty people go yeah, to that LA. doesn't get you as far. No, it doesn't. And crying doesn't get you out of speeding tickets either. So, <laughs> not in LA. Speak for yourself. Every time I cry, I get out of a ticket. <laughs> I'm a anyway. But no, so they go out drinking. They order, or well, I guess these guys at the bar buy drinks for them. Which, you know, these drinks are expensive. They seem to take three sips of them and then leave their drinks there to go, well, to go to the dance floor. Gotta grind. Which... I'm sorry, if you're 18 and trying to get into a club, you're like, oh, I got my hands on this alcoholic beverage. I'm going to drink this. But then they go to to dance and then at some point they're like split up. Oh, because she like goes back to the bar or something, I guess, to get the drinks that they had left behind that like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like I was in middle school the first time I was given the whole don't ever leave your drink unattended yeah. always cover your beverage when you're at the bar someone will like, put something in yes i mean i've i watched someone put something in my friend's drink and had to grab her and be like no someone just dropped something in that i don't know many 18 year old girls in 2011 who would not have been heard that talk right. and gotten that talk to to not leave your drink unattended so she comes back to the bar and then like tries to get what's left of the drink, which immediately I thought that was odd. And then she's like, oh, I don't know where my friend is and like checks in the bathroom. And, stuff. and I'm like, I'm sorry, girls, especially when you're out at the club and you're drinking, always stick together. Yeah, buddy you system. Go to the bathroom together. You do all these things together. And so the fact Make that- Make it harder for the they, creeps. The fact that they immediately had them splitting up, I was like, that is very odd. That is not- any typical teenage girl behavior or even with, like in their young 20s girl behavior I know. With as like dumb as everybody is in this movie, more people should have been killed. Way more people. Way more people. In fact, that's what I thought they were going for when they split up and then they leave it open and yep, never really nope. explain it. She like gets mad at her friend about it and is like, what happened to you? She's like, I'm just really sorry. I do that sometimes. Yeah, no, she should and have been killing it. people way earlier and way more often. Right. Because just the stakes just aren't there until the very end. Including, spoilers, but including the kitten that she okay. murders. Yeah. So how is it that we have, this is our fifth movie and we've already had two animals put in dryers? In dryers. I had the same exact thought. I was like, what is with people Listeners, killing if, animals if in you the know dryer? Any other movies where they put an animal in the dryer? Let us know. We'll we'll, we'll add it to our list. Apparently, we'll devote an episode to it. Right, but it just oh, I was I was very angry because that, that also was, was not a necessary death. Go drop the kitten off somewhere else. L.A. is a very big city. Well, she's a like, budding psycho. She had to kill it. 
But she wasn't killing it. Like, she didn't kill the girl in the shower when she had opportunity to do so. And then that was her ramping up. She didn't kill Irene, which she obviously should have. I was like, why did she leave that girl alive? What was the point? Yeah, because she had already killed Homeboy at that point. So she's a killer. Right. Like, that she comes in and her friend is tied to the bed and, and seemed to be the only reason they kept her alive was so that she could shout out, Sarah, behind you, so that Sarah could then yeah, that turn was around on the thing. And entire fall. function. In that and scene. that was the whole reason they kept her alive. Otherwise, she absolutely could have just been dead. We couldn't have just had Sarah turn around on her own. Right. Uh, she heard something. somebody right. like stomping up behind her. Right. Nope. Nope. Couldn't work like that. But yeah, she she definitely she should have been killing that girl in the shower. She, she should have been should killing have Billy that. Zane. She should have been killing that dude that hit her on her at a gas station. Like yes, she, light him on fire. All these people are like, she, okay, here it goes. Every, now she's going to get started, and she just is like, man, I don't like him. There were all these opportunities, and every time I was like, okay, this is where this person. And now, I mean, Billy Zane deserved what he had coming to him. Not not that he deserved to be I killed. She was going to like cut his member off or I something. Know. Yeah, because actually what she did was very actually pretty rational and right. in a situation where you can't really do much else. Yeah, and no one's going to believe without good. proof. You went in there and got proof and got him in right. trouble. Like, that was, was the like, responsible okay, that's thing. That's actually a pretty rational... <laughs> Is she the hero of this wait, movie now? <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, where are we going with this? <laughs> she just me too Billy Zane who's had it coming since 94. <laughs> He's been creeping on ladies in movies his entire career. Who, by the way, also, he's supposed to be this, like, really big fashion teacher. And that little outfit he came in wearing with that hat. He looked like Chris Angel. I was like, who would believe that he's this fashion icon in that? Well, and so, speaking of that, she said originally she was going to go to Brown. Like the yeah, Ivy League Brown so. University, and she's a fashion designer. Like, is that a thing My- that Brown is known for? Is fashion design? Now, school? not that I'm aware of, but what I'm wondering is if is that what sent her to LA instead because she wanted to study fashion and well, knew that that would be Brown? the better place to do <laughs> that? I could have been a doctor, but now I want to make dresses. I mean, hey, I your mean, passion I guess if that's is your, your passion. Pa- yeah, exactly. Follow your follow your heart. Um, but no, she. I was really disappointed when she did not, because I thought when the blonde curly head chick disappeared at the bar, I thought that's where it was going to go. Is that going to start killing? Rebecca was, well, because Rebecca, I thought, had killed the blonde curly haired girl. Right. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be because she was jealous. Slasher thriller movie. Right. And it wouldn't be odd for the first killing to happen in the first 40 minutes. And then you're immediately like, okay, she is. Capable of murder and unhinged, and I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. It would put you on edge. Instead, I think it's at least an hour in or close to an hour in when she kills that kitty. Poor cuddles. I'm sorry. Also, the guy hitting on her at the gas station deserved to be. Take a minute and RIP cuddles real quick. Okay. Cuddles. They did my boy dirty or my girl. I think it was a girl cat, they said. But gender is irrelevant with the little kitten. No, they have assigned roles and <laughs> kitten needed to adhere and to them. And it matters. That's they why should it have had a pink bow or a blue bow. Yeah. How am I supposed to know? What genitals the kitten has if we don't put the correct color. These things are important. 
No, but that kitten was freaking adorable. And I was really upset that yet another animal, innocent little animal, was being put in a dryer. In a dryer. Why do people keep doing this? Who does that? I'm, I might be remembering it wrong, but she was at a public laundromat. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Did I mean, it might have been it might have been like the campus laundromat or okay, something, so and that maybe it was late at night, and so no one was there. Yeah, but yeah, I had the same thing. <laughs> I was like, like, "Hey, don't put that cat in the." And it's right. got to be in there, like meh, meh, like bouncing oh, around. No poor cuddles. So, sorry to put that image in your head. Oh my but god, it was like. But if our daughter ever hears that there was a kitten named Cuddles, that will definitely be the name of her next pet. (laughs) Like, she will definitely want to name a pet Cuddles. Cuddles. That is... Then it would have to cuddle with me, right, Ma? (laughs) (laughs) Then it couldn't run away from me. (laughs) (laughs) So, this was the second movie to put a cat in... An animal in a dryer. Or an animal in a dryer, yes. It was also the second movie... To rip off Mark Wahlberg in fear. Because <laughs> last week we had the guy carving the girl's name into his arm. Right. And then and this, this week we had, had her punching, punching herself her to make bruises and yeah. fake an attack. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. We've got a weird pattern brewing here of animal oh. abuse and things that Mark Wahlberg did. Almost like a lot of bad horror movies have similarities. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Yes. I think we're going to find this pattern. Um, okay. I mean, the, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that one of them had their phone out and it made me realize that Sony Ericsson probably paid half of the budget for this movie because there are so many lingering shots of phones and they all have Sony Ericsson flip phones. Old in, t- flip in 2011, phones. when like the iPhone had been out for a good four or five years, so like smartphones were right. a thing. Everybody in this movie has a flip phone. Right. And they're all Sony Ericsson's. But yeah, like they had to have spent a lot of money on that. You're right. Like everything about that movie felt early 2000s. Yes, that, including their. I think their, that's why I kept. Did you see their social networking site that they were yes, using? So Frienders. Like, yes. With a Z. Frienders. Yes. That, that one made me like laugh the out music, loud. Like, I keep forgetting that it was in 2011 that it, it came feels out because very it felt very like 2003, 2004, you know? Like, it just had the same feel as so many movies and TV shows that yes. came out around then. Yes. The music, everything, like, it was just very odd, probably because their leading lady was 30. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to save that for trivia, but I'm going to let you know now. (laughs) Which one was 30? Both of them? No, Minka, Sarah. She was 30 when they filmed. She was 30. Playing 18. I guess would have been 31 by the time it was released. Yes. The guy, the who always squinted his eyes. Steven. He was 28 when they filmed. I buy that. Um, Leighton Meester was a little closer. She was like 25, I think. Right. So that's a little more realistic to play an 18-year-old. But yeah, no, 30. I'm sorry. (laughs) That that ship has sailed for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, it feels different. (laughs) Yeah, I almost wish that they had put in something of like, you know, I should have been in school these past five years, but now I'm just a freshman now. Right. I'm just starting 26 or something, at least a little more believable. Because, yeah, no, they were not believable as teenagers, but also none none of it seemed believable as being freshmen. And then, yeah, none of it seemed believable as just being people. Yeah. 
I mean, to be honest, most of my notes are like, why did they do it that way? That's not how people do that. I just This doesn't work that way. I can't just get over how long it took them to start doing anything. I like, know. And I'm struggling to remember stuff that happened before the last few minutes of the movie when everything kind of went down. Like, right. they went to her parents for Thanksgiving and they weren't supposed Which to be there. Which was such a weird, she, not they, creepy, just uncomfortable. They see that girl... The out when they're at the restaurant, and who's like, we were never was, friends. That's the clip that we played for this last week, <laughs> and so, like, yeah, she sees this girl at the table. It's the girl from Vampire Diaries, right? Uh, Nina, Nina something. something. I can't remember her yeah. last name. But she she walks over and is like, "This is my roommate, Rebecca, or this is my roommate, Sarah." And they're like, "Okay." And as they walk up, the girl makes a point to be like, "Hey." Yeah, she's like, we were never friends. And Wong goes, yeah, we were never friends. I assumed that they were bringing her in to then contact the, which by the way, she also looked exactly like the other two. Yes. (laughs) So I was like, oh dear God, don't give me a third one. But they didn't. I thought they were bringing her in to be the one that warns her, like, hey, this girl's crazy. She was stalking me. Nope, she is seen at that restaurant and then never again. Apparently, it was just to give, to give Sarah her line of, I we thought either friends. that, and, and then I thought they were going to kill her. Yeah. Nope. Uh-uh. I know. I had the same thing. I was like, okay, okay, maybe this is going to... I mean, literally, I was... I felt like I was about two two hours into the movie, and I paused it and saw I was about 30 minutes into the movie and was so angry, I wanted to throw the remote at the TV. I was constantly <laughs> I was having furious. that same thing happen where, yeah, I'd be like, okay, it's... What's what's happening now with the time? Oh, my God. 40 minutes. And then there's still another, yeah, 50. Oh, my God. It was so slow of nothing happening and nothing being realistic or good or funny well, and it was so or much interesting. That when at the end, the last, you know, little bit is when actually things start happening and it gets a little bit interesting. And I, right, I for a hot second, s- like stopped it to see there were 12 minutes left in the movie. <laughs> When it started getting good. Right. Like, that's too late. Yeah. You lost me an hour exactly. ago. Exactly. And now I'm just like doing this because I have to for this show. Right. I 100% would have turned this movie off. Oh, I would have turned it off like 15 on. minutes in be, if I wasn't watching it for the show because it just dragged Nothing so much. Happening. Yeah, they go to, we're going to my mom's house for Thanksgiving, but they don't know we're coming. And then it's they like, set that's these not things a plot. up. And her parents, by the way, looked like I wrote down for like when they showed up, they looked like weird, uncanny valley, deep fake versions of Tilda Swinton and Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you remember the parents, but they, no, that's what I they do. look like to me. That's yeah, like funny. weird Tilda Swinton and a younger right. stranger, Christopher I Lloyd. Could, I could kind of see that. Thought she was going to kill the parents. I thought, yeah. And nope. I, or that they were, we were going to get some kind of explanation of what when when Sarah is sneaking downstairs and is like, oh, there's this weird, awkward conversation happening between Rebecca and her dad. Maybe we were going to get some information or whatever. No, it just... It's like nothing goes nothing anywhere. Nothing led to nothing. Like just, and then more nothingness, and then more nothingness leading to more nothingness, and more yeah. nothingness after that. Like, I and mean, just, with the Billy Zane thing, like she does what she does, and he gets fired, and then that's just the end of that. Right, he's just gone, and then we still have. I thought thirty minutes that of movie was going to be a big part of the storyline. Like he was going to try to come back, 
and yeah, no, like they were interested and, in like untangling a lot of threads but only so far and then just like I'm done with this one next one right I don't know if like they thought that it would be suspenseful or what but it wasn't it just didn't work it was like no yeah. just pick a lane the whole character of Irene is one of the like right who was she to Sarah she was a friend from back from home or something before who who I I guess from back home because she but she knew her that she had just graduated from ULA oh, so she was the year before cooler. so she was older and cooler and actually in the fashion business yeah but that's about all I know of her but yeah she, she would she likes she the ladies was, that's what they yeah. said when they were looking at her friend frienders page right, they right. said oh she really likes the ladies well because that's she, how she like seduces and kidnaps right her. well and she was like she was mentioned once or twice and then popped up once or twice and then never really was like, yeah, I've got to go to overseas so like, or something okay. for a week. And then she's like, okay, I guess she's gone too. Yeah, exactly. And then until no, she's, she's needed gonna, to, well, yeah. until like she sees her in the club and I was sitting there in the club. I was like, okay, who is that girl she's looking at? Who's this girl she's making out with now? Is that Irene or is this someone else? <laughs> it's just her attempt to I'm get over her crush on her positive roommate. positive who that is. And then realized it was, yeah. Irene, finally, but like it took me a while because I was like, don't even really know who well, that is. Well, the the ex boyfriend that's calling is another just weird thread that like kind of dangles for most of the movie. Right. She has that weird like phone sex scene with him where uh, Sarah's Very having sex weird. with her real boyfriend and Rebecca is on the phone with Sarah's ex boyfriend pretending to be Sarah. Whispering. But, and then he just goes away until the very end. And then comes back. And then that was another one where Dies it was like, oh, like okay. Idiot because him. He- because someone, even if he thought it was Sarah in his room, he didn't give her a room key. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would be very startled. Well, and he was dead asleep. Yeah. And she like touches him and wakes him up. And, and he's, he's just like, like hey. Mm, hey. I'd I be like, like, what the fuck? What, right. what is this? How did you get in my room? Yeah. I'm really glad you're here. But that's creepy, man. Yeah. Like, fucking don't go sneaking in people's rooms yeah. at night. Yeah. No, he had no reaction. I wrote that down too. Of like, it's a good thing. Why? He didn't really try to. He just saw. The dark hair and the tattoo on the chest. And he's like, okay, that's definitely her. Right. We can have sex Which, now. I mean, I guess that's a pretty unique tattoo that not many people would have. You're not expecting someone to be impersonating Yeah, but her, you'd but think still, he'd like, still at least be look like, look at her in the face. How you, did you You flew get across the country to <laughs> come like, see her. And she's coming to your hotel room at night. And you're just like, yeah, I'm still kind of tired, baby. <laughs> Why don't you just get on top and do all the work? <laughs> Please don't stab me or anything while you're up there because I'm just right. going to keep my eyes I'm closed. I'm going to keep my eyes closed the whole time. And Please don't I- stab me with a box cutter that has a half inch of the blade sticking out of the front. That becomes like this deadly weapon <laughs> yes. in the second, in the last like, she, bit of this movie. Sarah kills Rebecca yeah. with that through her back, back with like with the box cutter. I mean, it's yeah, about the, as much as your like knuckle right, is, is what was sticking stick out. It can't stick out very far. Instant and, death. Like, well, they did at least like they were like oh it's instant death but oh no she's, oh, she's back, back for a second then but just, then she's dead they, and they her. they did that and didn't have her do anything like you, if you're gonna kill <laughs> him bring him back she didn't do it yeah they have to like at least pose she a threat against she was just like, like looking at her yeah nope I made eye contact dead. one last time <laughs> So, one of the many, many unnecessary things, or one of the many, many things where it's like you could have done something that would have been interesting with it, and you didn't. Yeah. You 
took it and let it die and did nothing interesting with it. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and the whole movie is like that. <laughs> yeah. There were very few parts where I was just like, oh, that's cool. One that stuck out to me that I remember is when when she goes up to her and is like, I want to go get a tattoo and you're the only one that can come with me. And she goes and gets the same tattoo of the girl, the girl's dead sister right. on her chest. But like when she looks at her and she's like, you can call me Emily if you want. Like that was straight chilling for real. <laughs> like the way she said it, that was great. <laughs> okay. But you, it did I not. I try to find something good. No, I understand. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my one good moment after, after this. But when she said, you can call me that if you want. The thing I couldn't get out of my, it did not come across as like, I mean, it was kind of like Ugh, to me, but it wasn't like chilling because I just kept thinking of Bambi of the, you can call me flower if you want. <laughs> and like, and so she is like extra Twitter page. That's just all I can think. But no, the one part that did get me was with Irene because I was like, for the life of me, could not think of why she would still be alive when, are there when any Sarah showed up at the apartment. 20-something Irene's left no, in this world. there aren't. But when Sarah shows up at the it's apartment. my best friend, Ethel. Go ahead. I'm are sorry. Are you done? Yes. Okay. Now I'll say my thing. Thank you. <laughs> Beatrice. I swear to goodness. I'm gonna, <laughs> this will be our last show because I'll be murdering him after this. become <laughs> like, a true crime podcast right. after this. <laughs> No. So when Sarah goes up to Irene's apartment, I assumed that Irene would be dead because I could not for the life of me think of any reason why she would still be alive after that bar scene to now, which has been like a few days, it seems, at least. Because, you know, she's using her as bait to get her there, but she that works just as well if she's dead. Right. Like, she didn't talk to her or anything. So when she goes up the stairs and sees the bed and is like, Irene, and you don't see anyone yet, and then Irene sits straight up and and screams screams at the top of her lungs. That actually made me jump. (laughs) That is the only part of the movie that got me where i was like oh shit <laughs> like because see you there irene i thought i mean i was like she's gonna go up and see her dead friend's body and right. i was like oh her dead friend's gonna be on the bed and then she goes up and the friend jumps up and screams i was like oh, oh she's shit. not dead okay dead friend is loud <laughs> right so that was the one thing that got me that yes. was that would be the one positive of misdirection that yeah. they used one one thing on the opposite end that really annoyed me um everything else yeah <laughs> Yeah, specifically everything. Um, <laughs> when she goes to that gas station and the guy's hitting on her at the gas station oh, and like walks yeah. up and is like putting his hand on her hand while she's pumping and stuff. And so she sprays him with gasoline mm-hmm. and is just like flinging the pump all around like, get back and spraying it everywhere. And then like goes to light the lighter as like a threat of like, mm-hmm. I'll drop this light. And the- but there's a million percent chance that she has gasoline all over her hands. All over her clothes. Right. She definitely would have lit herself on fire. Yeah, but and him. But this is L. This is L. A. You're talking about. Which, first of all, when gas doesn't burn in L. A. Two and a half out. Two and a half hours. The two and a half years I lived in L. A. Most of the craziest things I saw out there happened at gas stations. Yeah. Most of the creepiest things I saw, and so I could see it not being far past someone's mind to be like, okay, she just put gasoline all over me and everything she's just gonna light us both on fire she oh, doesn't I don't, give a fuck like, i don't disagree with her uh her motives and strategy just that as soon as she strikes that lighter she's gonna burst into flames oh okay well i was she thinking just that the lighter of why like, he I'll would still be scared the but oh, yeah, yeah no he should definitely be he's covered in it but she right. i feel like 
the way she was swinging it around, she got yeah. enough on her that that was not a smart play. I thought right. that's what was gonna. I thought she was gonna light herself on fire because right. I could not tell where this movie was going with it. But anything. I'll say that was another one of those moments where I was like, yeah, when I thought she was gonna light him on fire, I was like, okay, see, that's where it is. Is they're gonna take you to that line of oh. I can identify with her wanting to do that. He totally deserved to be like doused in gasoline or whatever. <laughs> Probably and then, burned his peep a little bit anyway, <laughs> having all those chemicals <laughs> on it. But, you know, where it would be like, oh, it's too far to throw a, you know, light him on fire for that. But, um, and so that would be a lot. And then she doesn't do it. And I was like, okay, we'll see. Now was she just bluffing? Was it like she got rid of him? So, you know, that's, def- you know, but- Anyway, it was it was just up there with the Billy Zane thing of like the okay, so so I'm getting why she's doing this and what she's doing is actually yeah not <laughs> don't like, make her sympathetic. You're not like crossing a huge line or anything. Yeah. Like uh, I know she's supposed to be the creepy person. I don't yet understand because the movie is called The Roommate. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think that's her. <laughs> right, there's only two of them. <laughs> Could be wrong. I don't think it's about the girl down the hall. Then it would be called Hallmate. <laughs> flatmate <laughs> that's the british remake coming next right. year my dorm friend yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah i even wrote here wow i have a lot of notes i wrote here um oh my god i'm only 30 minutes uh, minutes in this movie is terrible and so fucking boring <laughs> <laughs> and then i wrote it again 10 minutes later yeah, and then i, I wrote like, it again 10 minutes after that on a lot of places i probably had it in a lot of places yeah yeah, I mean, I guess we can. Do you want to talk about the ending a little bit? Yeah, since that's yeah. the only part that that was any. I wish the whole movie was that. Like, right? Those last twelve minutes were like paced really well, and shit was going on. It was a little extra cutty, you right. know, like during the fight scenes and stuff. I couldn't tell what was going on, but like, yeah, the but it was interesting. The suspense and engaging. of it was there, right? Because she's killing people, right? And and Sarah's like hanging out the window and. I'm sure he's going to save her, but still, you know, there's the willy Wony. If they had followed other lines through that they set up, like if she had killed curly-haired chick at the bar the first night, if she had, you know, killed the professor like Billy Zane, if she killed... How did you know Billy Zane's nickname was the professor? <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> That's just what the, his friends call him. Yo, professor. Have I not told you that story? <laughs> no. <laughs> meeting Billy Zane and him listing off all of his various nicknames. <laughs> that nickname was just for me. <laughs> oh, that was a special one. You can call me the professor. No, and if she had killed the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, and then that actually led to something of like, of Sarah a finally agreed to meet or like got the message that she never seemed to have gotten that he left her a message saying Mm -hmm. I'll be at this hotel so I was like oh she's gonna show up at the hotel and find his dead body and freak out and like none of that happened yeah if that had if those things had actually panned out and had happened this movie would have had a lot better flow a lot better pacing yeah and would have been a lot more suspenseful and so maybe frightening maybe I was just in a haze and I don't remember but well that's possible i feel like the sequence of events was she goes to the club and seduces irene right then goes and kills the boyfriend right and then comes back to irene so maybe that's why she hasn't i don't know why she hasn't killed her by the time sarah gets there well that's what i mean is that there's plenty of time for her to have killed irene 
by the like it seems like it would be more bad news for her, I guess, to more riskier for her to leave Irene alive, especially leaving her alive and alone. Irene also lived in an apartment building and showed that she could scream at the top of her lungs very loudly, even with that gag in her mouth. She was still super duper loud. I don't know how when the girl went to go kill the ex-boyfriend. Right, that's what I mean. How she was not discovered. That's why I assume she had to be dead. Yeah. Because why... Why would you even leave her alone? Yeah, because the whole reason was to get to her phone and text that. Sarah and say, say, come to Irene's house. Right. I'm then here. you don't need come Irene anymore. Right. She didn't need Irene at all. And it was her undoing. Right. It was. It was. Because Irene said, Sarah, behind you, and gave it all away. Come on, Irene. <laughs> We're going to charge for that, too. <laughs> that song at the end of the movie. <laughs> Come on, Irene. <laughs> yes. that's, you know, that's not the name of the song, right? It's oh, yeah, Irene. you're right. <laughs> All right, so are we ready for our best and worst? I think we are ready for best and worst. Woohoo! So this is where, if you are a new listener to us, every week we... L- Search through some reviews and find some of the best reviews for our horrible movie, which is often very difficult to find, <laughs> and our worst reviews. This is proving to be one of the hardest things that we have to do is right. find people that are forever. like genuinely like these movies. Because yes. again, this week, even a lot of the good ones I could find were just like, you know, if you want to watch a crappy movie, this is a good one to watch. <laughs> and it's like, that's not a good review. Right. <laughs> that doesn't count. To that end, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a 4% critic score, a 27% audience score, and on IMDb, uh, it has a user rating of 4.8 out of 10. Too high. 4? 4.8? Oh, I thought you were talking about the four, the Rotten Tomatoes 4 (laughs) being too high. I was like, that's pretty, like, substantially low. IMDb, 4.8 out of 10? Like... Yeah, it almost, like, we usually, if it's over 5 on IMDb, we won't do it. it, Unless we happen to think that it's just egregiously wrong. Right, because sometimes it just hasn't had enough reviews. It's had, like, one bad review and one good, and so that's all. But... So anyway, anyway. <laughs> let's let's see how they justified that with some good reviews. Um, Peter Paris from eonline.com says, plot-wise, the script is super generic, but the first act, as the two co-eds get to know one another, moves at a nice pace. Thankfully, both Meester and Kelly deliver. Meester has the more showy role with nearly every scene featuring her staring crazily at Kelly. But what a stare, <laughs> it says in parentheses. By the third time you see her looking nuts, unintentional laughter will ensue, but that's why this works. It should be pretty silly. Meester knows this and could have just played everything for camp, but so often she spouts these fatal attraction like, I won't be ignored quips, and it's genuinely creepy. Kelly has the less fun part, but she and but she's extremely likable and yes, very easy on the eyes. In parentheses, Esquire named her the sexiest woman alive for 2010. The final showdown has enough hair-pulling, name-calling, and general chaos to satisfy those who know what to expect. Sure. (laughs) Okay. I I mean, most of that's, I guess, true, but he, I don't know, liked it more than we did. Yeah. So, our next positive review uh, is pretty great. It 
very much seems like it might have been like Google translated into English from something else. Uh, it's a little bit broken, but it's uh, an IMDb user review from someone named Silver Mistivio, and it reads as follows. The roommate is kind of one of the best films I've ever watched. <laughs> Although the film has low rates and people are saying that this is just a normal film or this film is very bad, as for me... It's kind of great. It describes about some kind of roommates we could meet and stay in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) Real friends care the other. I get that. But if someone cares about the other that much, it might lead to something bad. Too much of something can result in something terrible. This film shows that. So, we should control not to become too much. The plot is so simple, but it doesn't make me boring. The performances are very good. I can feel like it's actually happening for real in the real world. The music scores are very good. Sometimes it makes me feel excited and sometimes scared. (laughs) So I think that it is one of the facts that made this film amazing. Overall is that this film is also life lesson film. And so for once, we should all watch it. Hence, no matter how many people say that it's not good, or no matter how low it gets rates, as for me, it's one of the best films I've watched. Silver Mistivio, IMDb, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10? That's what he gave it. Oh my god. Or she, I'm, it doesn't say. Okay, but here's what I was thinking while you were reading it, though. You know, the director is Danish, I think? I think Danish. Norwegian? Yeah. Something somewhere in that region. So... My thought is that because it's been getting all these bad reviews, that they went online, assumed a an IMDb thing. It's like a conspiracy. So, they, so you think this is the director that wrote this? No, I think it's like a mom or a friend, maybe even <laughs> a second personality. Maybe. A, well, because you know the director. <laughs> Do we have a much better movie here. The movie's in English, so. The director obviously has some command of the English language, so I don't think it's him, but it could be some Danish friend or relative that hasn't really learned English. Write this wrong. That Yeah, they were like, oh, they're getting all these bad reviews. That makes me sad. I'm going to go cheer (laughs) them up with a good review. And then... I love it. Yeah, it's the best movie ever. Amazing. Absolutely. That's what happened. And that's how they would sound if they were saying it. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next we have the bad. And warning, this is kind of a long review. So um, we just have one for the negative instead of two. Buckle up. Yeah. It's a story. (laughs) Peter Travers from Rolling Stone says... I'm always fascinated when a studio thinks a movie it has produced sucks so bad that the suits refuse to screen it for critics. So early this Friday morning, I paid up to see The Roommate for myself at a Manhattan multiplex. Two homeless gentlemen entered separately, carrying their blankets. They left in 15 minutes, perhaps preferring (laughs) the raw, cold outdoors to the warmth of a theater that emanated such a stench from the big screen. That left me and four teen girls to be the firsties at The Roommate. 
The firsties. Okay. The girl stayed for the whole damn movie, but talked incessantly about the film star, Leighton Meester, and how she's been faring as Blair Waldorf, the spoiled heiress she plays weekly on The CW's Gossip Girl. So, yes, The Roommate, the umpteenth uncredited remake of 1992's Single White Female, sucks bad. Real bad. The plot pivots on poor Sarah in Los Angeles, fresh from Iowa, learning that her college roommate at ULA is Rebecca, a Beverly Hills girl who is seriously off her meds, which we find out later. Literally, she is off her medications. She becomes so jealous and overprotective of Sarah that she'll kill to keep Sarah all to herself. I'll say no more, except that Danish director Christian E. Christensen has no flair for suspense. (laughs) Can I just say, by the way, best name ever? (laughs) Christian E. Christensen. I know that that's like a Scandinavian thing that that happens a lot, where their last names Uh are like, being named Christensen means that your dad's name actually was Christian. So like, my dad's name is David, so my name would be Matt Davidson, and then my kid's name would be whatever Mattson. Like, the last name changes. I'm really glad you broke up the flow of this to say that. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. That was well worth it. I will add, though, however, I did go to school with a John Johnson. But, and the PG-30, oh, so uh, you interrupted me right before a sentence that starts with the word and. (laughs) And the PG-13 rating tamps down any redeeming sex and violence. Out of presumed boredom, the teen girls behind me played a game of identifying the actors. Oh, I love that game. Several cast members being veterans of other CW TV series. That's Liam from 90210, shrieked one girl when Matt Lanter showed up on as Sarah's phone stalker. And look, it's Allie Mikalka from Hellcats. I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> Even I noted that it was Nina Dobrev, the beautiful star of the CW's Vampire Diaries, reduced to cameo duty as a former friend of Rebecca's. Is the CW running some kind of indentured servitude scam on young Hollywood? That actually <laughs> seems very likely for what happened yeah. for this movie. Like, you have to be in this. I'm sorry. Yeah. The whole movie looks like it was shot during lunch hour for various CW series. I was saddest of all for Meester, a talented actress being severely mistreated by the movies. Going the distance, country strong, and now this? Get an, an <laughs> Get a new agent, girl. <laughs> Girl. I know, I love it. (laughs) Peter Travers said, girl. (laughs) He is cheeky. I'm told that the roommate may make a box office killing by being the only alternative for the ladies on Super Bowl weekend. Say it isn't so. (laughs) Guess what, Peter Travers? It is so. (laughs) This movie, I looked it up, cost $1 million to make. Uh I would love for you to guess how much you thought it made. Oh, God, I'm so bad at guessing games. Okay, is it more or less? more okay so it did do well oh god like seven million oh my god 30 million nope how much 52 oh my god this movie this made movie that made much 52 times its budget which i'm shocked has not produced a sequel yet because yeah. and i've never heard of it before yeah until it came on netflix like two weeks ago yeah and i think it's exactly what he said is that it came out on a week uh, when like there Super was Bowl nothing open, else to watch there was nothing else on yeah they timed it out really well 
because there's yeah. no TV. There's not like a boatload of money. Oh apparently. my god, that's insane. Yeah, I had no idea. I thought it would have made two dollars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm utterly shocked at how much money this movie made. <laughs> that is bananas. Oh wow. So that was Matt's rabbit hole. It was not good. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, it's time for Sadie's rabbit hole. I feel like I the pitch of that changes every week. As it should. <laughs> good. Okay. Well, then I'm glad we're on the same page with that. It's like when every superhero movie, they have to update the costume just a little right, bit. Right, right. They have to update this just a little bit every week. Okay. Oh. We'll, we'll be releasing a, a set of compact discs with all of the different <laughs> versions. So... Leighton Meester was originally cast as Sarah, but she opted instead to take the role of Rebecca. I think she felt it would stretch her acting muscles Probably the a little better more. Choice. It's the better role. I mean, uh, neither of them were great, but like, yeah, that I was one had say, more to do. To be fair, yeah, I felt like they all looked like a bunch of just... They were, like, and I guess that's what the whole CW thing is, is they were all very pretty people, but just no person. there was no personality coming through any of the characters yeah. to me. They were all so bland. It was like a bunch of mannequins yeah. reading lines. <laughs> um, the first time we see Sarah, apparently there is a drawing of Leeton Meester as her Gossip Girl character uh, behind her. Okay. Yeah. Behind Sarah, I guess. Like something a fan had sent or something? I don't know. I wonder if that's what she had gotten it from somebody and was like, we'll put this in the movie. Okay, yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. Because I did not go back to double check and see that, because I don't want to ever watch that movie again. I can't imagine they made a set designer like, hey, paint a picture of her as the Gossip Girl (laughs) character. Well, I mean, someone was already doing a lot of drawings for like the the fashion drawings and then for the um, those sketches. So that's what I assumed it was, is that someone was already doing all these sketches. Yeah, for all the Gossip Girl fans. Which there's a lot, you know, I'm sure there were a lot who went to see this movie or whatever, but... There's two right here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, no, I will say that Penn Bagley, however you say his last name, I'm really bad at pronouncing names, I'm sorry. His performance in the show, Netflix's show You, made me almost tempted to go and watch, go back and watch Gossip Girl. This movie made me not want to do that. Yeah. It made me want to stay away, to continue <laughs> to stay away. Um, so, Ali Matulka, the the blonde curly hair girl. I'm sure that's exactly how that's yep, pronounced. That's exactly how she's Matulka. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> okay, no, but this is, is a- Is her last name Macaulay Culkin? Shut up and listen to my fact, because it's going to blow your mind. Okay, strapping in. She said it took 13 hours to film the shower scene. What? 13 hours were wasted on that pointless shower scene. Nothing. What? Right? (laughs) I told you it was going to blow your mind and you were getting all cheeky. My mind is blown. It will never be the same. When I saw I was like, no way. Yeah. Nothing much happens. Beyond bananas. She's in the shower. They turn... The lights off or something. You know. They start turning on right. the other showers and then she tackles her. 
Maybe it's because like her hair got wet in the shower, and so to reset, they have they'd to have to blow dry, it. like, and have to like really dry her hair and get it yeah. all nice again before. Well, let's not just start this scene with her hair wet, so it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? I mean, if you don't see the big curls, you won't know who it is. And so- what about? any of this movie makes you think they would use a logical thought like that right. before this. So originally, Sarah, so if you remember in the movie, Sarah's favorite movie that she lists on her friends or whatever that was called. Frienders. Frienders site was Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Originally, it was supposed to be Coyote Ugly. Oh, God. Which, oh, um, first of all, there's nothing wrong with liking the movie of Coyote Ugly. There is also nothing wrong with having the soundtrack of Coyote Ugly and knowing all the words to all the songs. <laughs> having a Piper Paraboo tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> a photorealistic picture of her face. No, but okay. I used to really love that movie. And I get it because it's also about a small town girl who goes to the big city to live her dreams, but she was going not to be in fashion, you know, like in Devil Wears Prada. But no, she was wanted to be a singer in Coyote Ugly. She wanted to be a singer, you know. That's she didn't go to the city to dance on the bar. (laughs) That's the job she got once she moved there that paid enough so she could continue to live. Um, After Sarah gets ditched at the bar by the curly hair blonde chick. And Rebecca goes to pick her up. That cafe that she's sitting in where they sit and have pancakes or whatever is the Quality Cafe, which is no longer a real diner. Until 2006, it was also a real diner. But for a very long time and apparently still to this day, it is has been used to film a lot of famous movies and stuff, oh, such like as... The, the go-to diner for... Yeah, such as Seven, Million Dollar Baby, Catch Me If You Can, Old School... A whole bunch of others that you would not expect to be on the same list as the roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then I already told you that Minka Kelly was 30 at the time of filming and the guy who played her boyfriend was 28. Speaking of CW family, though, as the, the guy reading it was saying, you know, talking about a lot of these people who were in the CW, Danielle Ackles. Um, who played Irene, the the fashion friend? Yeah, she is married to Jensen. Um, I guess it's Eccles um, from Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, she's and that's a CW wow. show, and so it's so, a it is. I think there is something to this. There has to be. We've now found two conspiracy theories <laughs> related to this movie that we need to research. <laughs> and I don't know to what end that would be a conspiracy. You know why they would do that, but I don't know. But I want to know. I feel I want to believe. the mysteries surrounding this are so much more interesting than <laughs> the actual the movie. actual movie. We it's, need to secure funding for a documentary. Right. I was gonna say I would rather watch a movie about this about like CW, so CW indentured servitude in to be in this movie and the the director's like Danish friend or like mother going on to imdb and creating a profile just to leave a good rating <laughs> you leave my boy alone <laughs> what <laughs> you're not danish that was absolutely danish <laughs> danes come at me <laughs> leave okay. my boy alone he made a very good but- film Finally, my last bit of trivia I have for you. <laughs> Shut up. My last bit of trivia. 
This was nominated for seven awards. Like what kind of Two were MTV awards. Okay. Five were Teen Choice awards. Okay. But I'm sorry, the fact that it was nominated for any awards blows my mind because it is not good. One of the reviews that I did find on like IMDb or Amazon that I didn't include in this, but they did have something about like, you could see why this one got nominated for two MTV movie awards. Right. <laughs> it's like, are you, is that a good thing or a bad thing that you're pointing out? But they did not win. Oh, they did bye. not win any of their categories. But yes. It, now I have to find out who they lost. I mean, to. it was nominated like for the Teen Choice Awards. It was nominated for like best drama of the year or whatever. I'm oh. like, what? And they didn't take Again, home the surfboard. A movie I've never heard of. <gasps> yeah. I mean, I guess by 2011 we were like not at the watching teen movie age anymore. Right. But yeah, I'm not going to watch a PG-13 but we were college slasher. We flick. were younger than the lead actress Minka Kelly. So like. <laughs> It seems like we would have heard something about it. I am surprised that this movie has just never even crossed my radar before. Right. Just like I never. People I've heard of. Right. Yeah. No idea. And like, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of CW stuff, but I watched Supernatural. (laughs) So I had a slight CW connection with that. (laughs) That's almost enough to be in this movie. (laughs) Right. Oh, you watched the CW? It would have made me an extra. You have to come in here and be in it, too. We missed all the, like, commercials they would run that were like, you have to be in this movie if you've watched the CW at all in 2010. Hold this Sony Ericsson phone and get out there. (laughs) Okay. Is that it for trivia? That is it for trivia. That is all I have for you. Excellent. Um, Yeah. Oh, so we have to do our rating unit, our ratings, and our alternate titles. Okay. Uh, what should we, what sh- let's talk scale. What should the scale of this movie be? Um, if you're a first time listener, we rate our movies on a one to five scale, but really it's kind of more like a negative one to negative five scale. Right. Where fives are the worst and ones are the least worst. Although in actuality, five is almost kind of the best in a it, way. Five it's, would be ep- like train wreck epically bad that you can't like miss. so bad that it's like you have to call everyone and be like, you have to see this movie. It's so bad that yeah. it's good that I have to watch it a lot. So, uh, we always also change. It's not stars or anything like that that we use. We change it every week to match the movie. Um, this week, we'll be doing it on a scale of one to five. I don't know. Bleeding belly buttons. <laughs> Ripped out belly button rings. Yeah. Missed opportunities. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, I like that because this whole movie is a Just big, giant missed opportunity. Dangling threads. Right. I think we've done that one before. We had plot holes before. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Really that different? Yes. <laughs> but is miss- missed opportunities even really that different if, now that we mention it? Yes. Well, I'm going to challenge you to be a little more different okay. than those. Gonna- and let's go back with something weird of like mm, see. <laughs> kittens and dryers. Kittens and dryers. Let's go with okay. that. Because that's a bad thing you don't want more of. <laughs> right. I was so mad at them. That cute little cuddles. <laughs> All right, you give yours first. I think I did mine last time. I don't remember. Okay. Um, I said three and a half. 
um, kittens, <laughs> three and a half kittens in the jar. Oh, that poor fourth kitten. I know. <laughs> He had to die for the cause. But <laughs> just to be cut in half. Just to be thrown in the dryer to, for this movie. But yeah, it's it's just so boring. If they had had her start killing things a lot quicker mm-hmm. and a lot more consistently, it could have been pretty enjoyable. But they right. decided not to do any of that. I, kept, I, I was reminded of, because we watched The Office so much, there's the episode where Stanley is yelling at Michael and like confronting him. And he's like... Every decision you make, I would do the opposite thing. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. yep, that's kind of how I feel about this. Yes. Like, you just, there was a lot, should we have her kill this person? No. Yes. Yes, you should. Right. And yeah, it, it could have been good, and they they just gave up. So, um, I'm going to go with a similar rating for the same reasons. We're really boring. We do this all the time. But except I'm going to be a little kinder to our kitty cats and say three kitties in the dryer because I don't want to cut that last half one one in half just to throw it in there. So, I'm going to say three even. And yeah, I mean, I wrote down just plain boring. You don't have to cut the half one in half. You can just get like a newborn kitten. What is wrong with you? (laughs) sometimes i really wish that this was a youtube channel instead of a podcast just so people could see the looks i give you for the horrible things that you sometimes say anyway it could have been i wrote it could have been okay if maybe stuff actually happened (laughs) lots of that yeah it's like i mean i don't know how else to say that it's not like some of the other ones where it's like at least has some elements of horror and stuff going on, that it was like, it was just nothing. It was just yeah. so boring. The body count in this movie should have been like six to 10 and it like, was like two. It actually made me feel better about some of the other movies that we watched of yeah, like, those were better stuff. as far as horror. Like they were trying to girl on the you. third floor was really bad. Well, okay. That was really bad. And that acting was horrible. These, I mean, th- this acting wasn't great, but it was, it wasn't as bad as, yeah, as, Pepsi tattoo guy. <laughs> I can't think of his name now. CM Punk. That's it. CM Punk. Um, but like, it was very plastic. It was, the whole thing was just very. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. Alternate titles. Um, Bland University. I like it. I yeah. Like it. Mine was a uh, single white female. No, don't you rope that good movie into this. <laughs> don't you disparage the name of single white female with this bullshit. Well, I re- they should have just gone all in on it. And so I did compile a list did, of like, things a that I could remember happening in single white female that happened in this movie. Yeah. So see if you have any other ones besides what I found. Probably not because I don't remember much. But So the lead person is like a fashion designer in single white female. She's a professional in that and a student in this, but yeah. kind of similar. Uh, there's a dead sister backstory in single white female. It was Jennifer Jason Lee who had the dead sister and that's what made her go crazy and start hmm. being a stalker killer. But dead sister backstory, <laughs> a creepy male authority figure. So Billy Zane in this and her like boss in that movie tried yeah. to make her like, I mean I think that's just women's lives yeah. but to be honest <laughs> and, and in single white female it was Steven Tobolowski who is like the least threatening looking person in the world uh what Ned Bryerson from Groundhog Day 
uh, I don't remember anyone's name in Groundhog the, Day. The guy that stops him every day and is like, oh, hey, Phil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy is the, like, super creeper in the in the original before they- Although I have seen him been, be creepy in something else before. I can't remember what. Maybe it's know. that. Yeah. Small animal getting killed. Uh, that She kills the puppy and yeah. some other female. Um, impersonating somebody so you can sleep with their boyfriend. The main character is taken hostage yeah. at gunpoint at the end in like the climax of the movie. And yeah, I think that's all I got. But that's a lot of things. Didn't she didn't she kill or maybe she just really hurt like not Jane Fonda. Bridget. Bridget Fonda. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget Fonda's gonna find you and kill my, you. My brain today is not doing well with names. Didn't she have like a gay best friend upstairs or there was like, yes. And didn't she, didn't Jennifer Jason Lee like either kill him or hurt him? And he was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if I remember from seeing this, you know, almost 20 years ago. Right. It's um, been so long. I think that he, I think he makes it and like her boyfriend that she has actually gets killed. Steven Weber. Okay. It's killed. But yeah, it, there are a lot. God, your memory of, is so much better than it's mine. Weird. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a wise man. I've, I just put it to that. I've been in like over 50 plays and that's 50 something scripts I've had to memorize. So mm. that's I, what did it. <laughs> uh, that fried my brain. The innkeeper in the Christmas story when I was in the third grade. How have you so, never told me this? I've never told you that story? No. Oh, it was great. I was very nervous because I only had one line, but I was still super nervous. My only line was to open the thing and tell them there's no room in the inn and like send them on their way. And I had like a little, sli- oh. like a sliding glass door, but it was wood that I had to like slide open and tell them that and slide it back. Did you and have I- your cute little bowl cut? Yes. Oh my god, I love it so I was so nervous that I slung the door open really fast and it just goes, there's no room in the end! (laughs) And then I slammed it so hard that it banged back and forth three times, like, clang, 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 clang! And then kind of settled and came to a rest. And everybody in the crowd was doing exactly what you're doing and laughed at me. It was... No. Traumatizing. They were laughing because that's a beautiful performance. No, it's hilarious. gave it your all. I was at like a little kid's play and that happened now, I would fully bust out laughing louder than anyone. But yeah, at the time, I was like, Oh my God, this explains so much about you. Does it? The way you are. Let's let's dive deeper into that in private. (laughs) I want to know how I are. Oh, you know how you are. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. So, I think that does it for The Roommate. Yeah. I think we've talked more about it than that movie deserves. <laughs> yeah. We've sort of, uh, eclipsed the running time of the movie, I believe. So Oh, God. That's definitely Please enough. Please cut it down. <laughs> um, so, next week, uh, we have... The Dark Light. Is it the dark light or just dark, dark light? Dark light. I think it's just dark I think light. It's dark light. I think you're right. It's dark light. Two words. Because <laughs> when I was looking it up, there was an, another movie called Dark Light, all one word. I don't know what that is or what it's about. Okay. But it is not the movie that we're watching. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Dark light. It's 
newer 2019 i believe so yeah helps you find it i'm intrigued the preview looked interesting a woman who returns to her childhood home and finds that it is inhabited by scary creatures monsters all right let's have a listen to a little clip from dark light is this what took your daughter yes it's a form of humanoid thought to be extinct. They mostly target children. Why? Food. They consume energy, and a child's energy is the purest they can use. They harvest their inner light, and they need that inner light for their species to survive. 800,000 children disappear every year. That's 2,000 a day. So how do we kill it? And get Emily back? I don't know. All right, so there you have it. Look up uh, Dark Light on Netflix. Uh, Join us next week and listen to us complain about it. Yep, and make sure to, again, as always, find us, on, hit us up on social media, um, share us with your friends, leave us messages, let us know what you think, but only if you love us. (laughs) As always, keep your negative opinions and stuff them in a sack. (laughs) Yep. Um, So horrified on Facebook, so horrified on Twitter, all that cool stuff. Yeah. And we will... In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, stay home. Enjoy your quarantines. Bye.